Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. As some of you who have meditated with me in the past know um, during the Omer, not every time, but most of the times the meditations that I lead are invitations to go deeper into the, the Kabbalistic um, possibilities in each day of the Omer. If this is a repeat for some of you, I apologize, but because the context uh, is not clear to everyone, I want to make sure that everyone gets brought in, that the uh, agricultural era of the Omer in the, in the, in the Bible, as the early ripening fruit uh, was brought to the temple, then got overlaid with the rabbinic imagination and rabbinic construct of our counting down or counting up towards Shavuot with the receiving of Torah. So the day of the Omer is not just an agricultural count, but a spiritual count. And then overlaid upon that is a Kabbalistic sense that the seven weeks of the Omer represent each of seven emanations of God, Svirot of God, and that each day within each week is a subset of it. So we are in the sixth week, the penultimate week. We are in the week of Yesod. Yesod is a Hebrew word which means foundation, but Kabbalistically it means bonding unity, going beyond mutuality to a sense of utter oneness, right? um, the kind of oneness that we might have with God in fleeting moments, maybe the oneness that God, as it were, aches to have with the world. Um, if you take Martin Buber's notion, the oneness that you achieve with a human being when you get to I and thou as opposed to I and it, when we're really not only sharing a moment, but there's almost an indivisibility between one person and another, parent and a child or lovers or any sorts of relationships. We're supposed to be in that week, the entire week of Yesod. But today is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the third day of the sixth week. And the third rung is Tiferet. And Tiferet is a word which means kind of crown or splendor in Hebrew, but Kabbalistically, it has to do with uh, compassion, uh, really an empathy, and really understanding the other's full reality. So, Tiferet Shabayasod, we are supposed to be thinking about not only how are we bonding with those we are bonding with, but are we doing that bound bonding with their needs front and center, or at least in mind, as much as our own. We might be getting something out of it as well. Uh, we might feel a certain wholeness, certain endorphin rush from what it means to share something so intimately with someone. But Tiferet Shabbat says, in that moment where you don't want to disassociate, you don't want to break the moment, you want it just to, to be, are you doing it with Tiferet, with a certain overflowing empathy, and care for the other. All these things seem esoteric. You break it down too much and the words get mealy-mouthed or you get mealy-mouthed speaking about them. Um, and sometimes we have to translate from these heady notions into a human experience, a human feeling, what it means to be close to someone and what it means to be thinking about that other in that closeness and then graphing it also onto our ache to be close to God and as it were, in that union 
are we thinking just about our experience as the penitent, as the congregant, as the Jew? Is it even make sense to think about our empathy towards God? What the God concept, what God needs in that moment? These are hard things to wrap our minds around, but we're invited to think about them during this process. So with that in mind, as a, as a frontal presentation, let's go into a meditative mode where we're going to explore that a little bit more. So if you have not already, I invite you to close your eyes. Begin to take some long, relaxing breaths, maneuvering your breathing from an automatic to an intentional. You've been breathing every few seconds today and every day. But you can bring it to the forefront of your consciousness so that it is the primary thing you are aware of. And at the same time, with a bit of paradox, it sort of fades into the background as a rhythm, as a drumbeat, as a very important periphery. If at any point during this meditation, you feel your mind wandering to places that you'd rather not be, far from the content of this meditation, far from my voice, use your own bodily rhythms to bring you back. Just come back to your breathing. Notice each breath in what it feels like through the nose if you can. Notice what it feels like to expel that air. Where do you feel it in your body? Is it just where the air is coming in and out? Or can you even feel cells throughout your body being oxygenated, brought back to life every time you draw that breath? If you haven't yet, you can put your feet flat on the ground in front of you, placing your hands on your legs, either palms down as a gentle embrace of your very self or palms up, a stance of openness to the world. And we'll take a quick tour through the body to make sure that we are both inviting our limbs and our extremities into this experience, but also releasing them to sag, to hang, to not fight gravity. It just, for this moment, let your shoulders settle low in their sockets, not so that you're pulling them down, but that you're certainly not hunching them up. Let your eyes droop within their sockets. That your eyes are closed, still covered by your lids, but there's no tension in those muscles. You can almost imagine them having rolled down below the horizon of your lower eyelid, and they're almost sunken. And it feels wonderful. Bring your attention to your forehead, to your brow, and unfurrow it. That the skin is loose and supple. And really anywhere your body seems to be mentioning to you, I have tension here. Let go of the grip. Release, liberate all the muscles that don't need to be working right now. Yesod, foundation, bonding, unity, oneness. In our world of divisions, of demarcations, of separation, we have a primal ache for bonding, a spiritual bonding with the creator of the universe and a life force greater than we can imagine a personal bonding with people in our lives that we want not to be transactional with, but to be real with. A lover's bond, whether it's a physical, an ecstatic bond, or an exquisite, familial, intimate bond of deep friendship. I want you to let your mind go to moments that you have experienced or a moment that you would like to experience, where in that moment, that it was not you and the other, 
a separate, but almost a fusion. Whatever that means to you. A moment that upon reflection afterwards, you recognized there was almost nothing between you. You were interwoven. You were indivisible. Fully having, having given yourself to the other and fully having embraced the other beyond mutuality to oneness and maybe even internal to yourself. A moment where your physicality, your body, and your spirituality, your essence, your neshama, which are often so bifurcated, a moment where they have fused or imagining what it would feel like if they were in the future. That's Yesod. We hear it even as God's ache to experience that with us, as God descends and we ascend, as God expresses God's very self in the most human of ways, and as we aspire to the most divine of our abilities, there's a meeting that becomes a fusion, Yesod. And we overlay that with Tiferet Sheba Yesod, empathy, even in that moment. What does my other, my counterpart, who is part of me in this moment, need? want, experience, in this moment that feels so full, so exquisite, can I transfer my awareness to him, to her, to God, completely, a momentary abnegation of self, where it is the other whom I focus on. I have moved from I, to I near you, to I and you, to I you together as one, to just you. What a gift that is to the other and to the self. Tiferet Shibayesod. Tiferet Shibayesod. Tiferet Shibayesod. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and I'll share my screen and we'll recite the closing meditation prayer together. And we say this three times through. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to, to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say shalom and namaste and be well. I look forward to seeing you soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. 
For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.